Hi, I'm Steve Biggery, your host for Tech Cuisine, a podcast that covers the latest in restaurant technology trends, operational innovations, and strategies to reduce service ordering friction, enhance the guest experience, and more. Each episode, we feature marquee leaders, owners, operators, and innovators from within the restaurant industry. Today, we're continuing our discussion with Scott Gladstone of Dine Brands for our sixth Tech Cuisine episode. So, Scott, uh, I know that Dine Brands is really about meeting guests where they are. So, um, what can you tell me about that kind of mindset? Well, I think it means you have to move with your customers, uh, and they're moving faster than than ever. You know, if you think about the just you know physically moving. Although I guess we're we're leaving our house a little bit less often than we did maybe pre-COVID, but that that's certainly they're in their homes more often than than they were. Think about mobile devices and how they engage with mobile devices. Uh, you know the the way in which customers interact with brands generally has has changed, and so it, it impacts almost every step of the value chain within our strategies. You know, one in terms of awareness, how do we make consumers aware of us from a marketing perspective. So we've had to adapt and change the, you know, our tech stack as it relates to how we reach our guests. Um, if you think about the dine-in experience, you know, we've had to change uh, various ways in which we engage with our consumers uh, physically. You know, QR menus were a big thing, although now I read in the New York Times that they're not a thing anymore, which I, I do agree with personally, but it was good to get that validation a couple of days ago. Um, but we've introduced, you know, pay and go in both of our brands, which is a, an opportunity to pay right. your check from a QR code that's on the receipt, which allows you to get out of the restaurant. So that's there's no wait that, that yeah, awkward yeah, just, period. Yeah, how you... do you reduce friction at mm-hmm. every you know step of the way? Um, introducing new guest feedback tools, you know, again, you know, driven by the mobile device, and then really, you know, again, it's about availability. You know, how can you be available in locations and formats in which your consumers are now you know trending towards and. You know, the last couple of years, that's been delivery's been the big piece of that, and and pickup. Uh, I think we're all you know to the previous part of our conversation. I think we're we're slowly coming out of that place where it was just turning it on and making sure you're 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 on. And now it's about okay, how do I take a look back? What do I have now? How do I optimize all these various systems and processes that were not necessarily built for the business I have today? So. Yeah, we're just you know continuously moving. Follow follow the guest and understand where they where they want to engage with you. It's really transformative, very disruptive. But handling that, it seems like you guys are managing that and and in fact capitalizing that. You know, you brought up virtual brands. Can you give me a little more texture on uh, your virtual brand strategy? Yeah, well, it's a it's a big opportunity, and it's a it's an interesting example. You know, I'll start at a higher level. Interesting example of you know new innovation in the space and how quickly things move and how quickly we, you know, we as an industry kind of you know say, oh, that's not really that's yesterday's news. Not interested. Let's go talk about you know Gen AI or something, right? So you know, this is this was the topic of twenty twenty one, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe parts of twenty twenty two, and and now it's kind of out of the fold. Uh, you know, it, for. You know, some reasons are good and some are not, but I think it's just really the ma- maturity curve of the business. It, it hasn't necessarily uh, materialized in terms of, uh, you know, maybe knocking the side or having like a, a proliferation of these virtual brands are all successful. But you are seeing some examples of brands that are quite successful because they're they're rooted 
in the consumer need states and they understand what guests are looking for and the food is good. And so, you know, there are brands that are going to win and some that are going to lose. So that that's at the, the top level message. And we are still very positive on them because we think it solves a, a real need, especially in IHOP in the PM business where we've, again, we've got that capacity and the availability. So if we can be online and we're 24 hours in a lot of locations and we can be offering more cuisines than we do today that consumers want, and we have the capability because we're leveraging we've got, the physical plant. Yeah, we're leveraging the physical plant. We're le- leveraging the human capital, right? The the talent that we have, uh, and and giving uh, a differentiated offer to to a set of consumers that wouldn't consider IHOP otherwise. And so we're very still very positive on it. Um, and and really, a lot of our job is continuously again testing and learning and putting in concepts that and see what they do. And then some concepts over time they may need to come out, but you'll roll in new ones. And so it'll become an arm of your marketing campaign calendar over time, except they're not eight-week initiatives. They may be right. six months or a year or or right. longer or shorter in some cases. So still learning on it, but uh, very positive and don't want to drive past it because right. it's because uh, it's not in the you know the, the front cover of NRN every day anymore. Well, it's so. a huge uh, market and, and a day part that really is untouched by IHOP. I think it's very interesting that... Um, that it now has to become niche because the other brands, the physical plants are, are highly utilized, mm-hmm. the labor, uh, the human capital is highly utilized. So that it's very interesting to see how it, uh, how it's morphed. So yeah, it's been incredibly interesting for me. I, I'd love to give you an opportunity just to tell our guests, uh, the, what, what one thing haven't I talked about that you'd like to, or something we have spoken about that uh, you'd like to dig into a little bit more deeply. Yeah, I talk uh, a little bit more about the international side of our business, which is, has been in a lot of ways, you know, an innovation hub, you know, for for the brands for for a number of years, um, and and mostly form uh, mostly innovating around formats. Uh, international market is you know, different in a lot of ways than than the U.S. Largely mm-hmm. from a a store footprint perspective and real estate perspective, you know, whereas in the U.S. we're all used to, you know, freestanding drive-throughs and um, and freestanding, you know, units. Uh, in overseas, you, you have some of that, but a lot of mall mall-based locations, a lot of inline, a lot of smaller locations, and you have to think about how do I represent my menu in, um, you know, in a, in a much smaller space. Uh, what we're really excited about right now is our dual brand concept and and thinking about. You know, being uniquely dine and what can dine really bring to our franchisees and to consumers, which is that breakfast day part with a, you know, very strong proposition from IHOP, and then that PM, you know, afternoon dinner um, proposition with Applebee's with the full bar. And uh, you know, we've got three locations open now. So if you were to see one of these, and I hope you do at some point, we've got one today in Niagara Falls in Canada, and uh, one in Dubai with one to open in a couple of weeks, and another one in. In Kuwait, and uh, you know, two separate storefronts to the consumer: Applebee's and IHOP. Different dining areas, although you can order off of both menus, and uh, but a shared kitchen. Shared kitchen. So again, you know, shared infrastructure, and you know, the the concept of dual branding is not necessarily new. Although, you know, I think we're all evolving in the way in which we think about what's the guest experience and how does a guest engage with both of the brands and what's the relevance of one brand and how they play off of each other. And uh, we're excited about this one. It, 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 it's it been represented really well, proud of the work so far, and and we'll see how far we can take it. But we think it's uh, an interesting opportunity for us. It seems such a natural fit. You know, when I uh, 
turn my restaurants on 24 hours, um, it, it became very clear to me that uh, utilizing that physical plant and that infrastructure throughout the entire day really makes an awful lot of sense. And I think from a dual branding perspective, what a powerful two brands those are, right? You have a dominant breakfast player with a dominant uh, dinner and evening player in the same house. I, I think that I look for a lot of that. I, now I've moved to McKinney, Texas. So that I think that's an international destination. So I think we could use one of those in McKinney. Mm-hmm, I'll just mm-hmm. put that little we'll, plug. We'll talk in. to our franchisee in the market and see what they. I think so. I think people in Colorado Springs would take that too. My friends there, but uh, well, there's uh, we, there there is application, right? And it should. We always in the international business say, well, the international consumer is different. The international consumer is very similar. Uh, we all have very similar. The reasons why you engage with the brand are, are relatively similar. Um, so we'll see how how what kind of success we have overseas, and then we'll work through some of the uh, you know geographic you know challenges that there are to deploy that in the U.S. But you know, hopefully one day in McKinney, Texas, you'll you'll find awesome. something like that. Well, friends, uh, I think you all can understand now why I brought Scott to you first. Uh, what an incredible uh, uh, set of insights you've brought. I think. Uh, um, people will be challenged, and uh, and this is thought provoking. I think that uh, that's exactly what I'm trying to capture: is the heart of an innovator, the heart of somebody who really sees the world from an operator's perspective and a guest perspective, and brings relevant innovation, not just tinkering with gadgets. I can't thank you enough for uh, joining us on the. Uh, uh, Tech Cuisine 1.0. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure, and I wish you the best of luck with this new endeavor and all of your existing endeavors. So, thank you. I look forward to continue the work. Appreciate you. For more information about Tech Cuisine, please visit our website at techcuisine.com.